I have I have an important story to tell you. Okay. I have a little social media stalking situation going on. Oh no. Every day, every day for the past week, I have been followed by the same account, which means that they are following me and unfollowing me over and over again. That's weird. And that account is Red Hot underscore Chili Peppers, a fan club account. Wait, what? For the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you, do uh, you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Not particularly. I don't have anything against them. <laughs> but they're not like, you're not pulling them out when you're trying to, to vibe. No, no. I'll, and you know what? This will be our first link. Red Hot underscore Chili Peppers dot C. I'll go ahead and show this to you. Okay. This is what it looks like. I got the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo as their avatar. I don't know how the Chili Peppers how, would feel yeah, about that. How legal that is. Yeah. They got lots and lots of uh, live show footage. I'm looking at uh, them playing in front of Perth, Australia right now. What? Okay, and so they for real follow you every day? Yeah, for the past week. Here's how I've noticed it, is I've noticed it because um, (laughs) most accounts that follow me are just like a person, but this one is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Hmm. so that's more noticeable to me. And they followed me 27 minutes ago, and that's not the first time, my friend. That's not the first time. Now, have they done multiple in one day? No, I think it's I think it's only every day that they're doing this. Uh, but they really wanted my attention. I'm looking at their Instagram story right now, and it's a massive tattoo that somebody got of one of the Chili Peppers. Cool tattoo. And then just random sh- uh, pictures. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. but The posts are all, like, recently, or a lot of the posts are today. Oh, interesting. Yeah, these are all... Wow. Yeah, these people have been active in the five past Five days week. ago, five days ago. So it's like they go in in bursts, it seems. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe they wanted me to know, you know? Or that they had updated all this good content in the last week. No, I no, I don't I don't think that. They 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 did get my attention, you know? And if that's what they were about, they did it. I definitely noticed them after 6 days of them following me over and over and over again. Are you a Chili Peppers fan? I like their music. Okay. I don't know every song. Okay. I would not consider myself a fan, okay, but I do like their music. Whenever it comes on, I'm not like, Ugh, turn it off. Their drummer is a spot-on doppelganger for Will Ferrell. He really is. And I'm looking at pictures of the band when they're young, because that's half the photos is like young photos of them. And I, I, I don't really see a young Will Ferrell, but maybe that's because I don't really know what Will Ferrell looks like. Well, now I got to go look. Young Will, young Will Ferrell. That'd be a good rapper name. Oh, you know what? I don't know that Will Ferrell... I mean, I don't know what the name of the drummer is. I don't know that he was a part of it early on. Oh, I think he was. Oh, I'm seeing an old picture where he's not part of it. Okay, now I'm seeing him. Yeah, he doesn't look like Will Ferrell when he's young. But now, he they <laughs> they were at opposite ends of the spectrum, and they have converged over time. And now they're one. All right. All right, what do you got, man? Show me, show me what you got. Next link. I haven't been on Twitter for a while. And so, by the way, makes it harder for me to come across those good, good links. But, you know, they make their way to me. That's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm curious. How do you? How did you find links for today's episode? What, what did you do? Well, my entire life is me having a thought and then Googling that thought. Like, there's nothing that I ever think that doesn't get Googled 10 seconds later. And I have a lot of weird thoughts. Uh, so I find, I find plenty of material. Don't worry about that. 
But <laughs> there was a Twitter thread that was uh, so interesting that it actually made its way to me, even though I wasn't on Twitter. Uh, and it's by this guy named Andy Bayo, who was one of the original founders of Kickstarter, and I find him quite interesting. And uh, he did this interesting Twitter thread about how, in 1990, McDonald's produced an animated anti-drug PSA that brought together ALF, Garfield, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, DuckTales, The Smurfs, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, The Muppet Babies, Slimer, The Chipmunks, and more for the most ambitious crossover event in history called Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. There was like this monster or like this drug character or it was smoke or something like that. Oh, that's uh, Fern Gully. No, 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 no. Take a look through some of these tweets. It says, the story follows a 14-year-old boy named Michael whose addiction to marijuana leads him to steal from his family and get tempted by harder drugs. The New York Times reported that then-Senator Joe Biden, still relevant, called it the <laughs> single most ambitious and important drug education program ever attempted anywhere. Wait, wait, wait. Get out of here, <laughs> hyperbole Joe. Get out of here. That's so great. And the quote gets even better. Here's, here's what he said. If you're a parent like me, you know who the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are. And you know the powerful impact that those turtles, along with figures like Bugs Bunny, Winnie the Pooh, the Smurfs, and Alf, have on our children. Wow, I do know. I do know. They, they have a great power. Alf made an impact on me. He made me remember that aliens eat cats, and it freaked me out. <laughs> Did you watch Alf uh, at all? Uh, yeah, I, I watched him try to eat a cat. Hated that. What was the impetus for all these characters coming together? Like, okay, so uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh-huh. The whole plot line is that a character, a cartoon character is framed, and so he goes into, you know, him and the detective go into the cartoon world, and of course you're going to see characters from other cartoons. Right, but right. what was the point of bringing together all these franchises, universes, characters you're hoping for like a, a Avengers style origin story? Not even. <laughs> Not even. Are they all owned by Warner Brothers? Are they all owned by like Hanna Barbera? Do they at least? Is that what the deal was? These are the characters under one, you know, roof. I actually don't think so. I think that actually everybody got all together for this, which is so crazy to me. What I know that is good, which he mentions in that first thing, is this is this is financed by McDonald's. Which also weird. Ronald's good money <laughs> to make this happen. And uh and I, I think what happens is that it's a, a comic books coming to life type thing in the in the in the plot, you know? So it's this kid who has a Garfield lamp and a Kermit alarm clock and that kind gotcha. of thing. Gotcha. Okay. And it's a Toy Story, my creations are coming to life to save me situation, which uh, I have to admit predates Toy Story. This was made in 1990. So who's ripping off who? No, uh, no new ideas <laughs> under the sun. Uh, you know, one of those things. But yeah, this is, you know, this is the, the danger of weed. Uh, the 90s were very afraid of drugs, and so, of course, we got something as crazy as this to, to, to come into existence. This was such a big deal that it was uh, broadcast on ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, and other stations at the same time wow. on Saturday morning. They wanted wow. everyone to see that weed is real bad for you when you're a 14-year-old kid. 
bro, that makes me want weed more. Well, this is <laughs> this is the problem of the '90s, right? Is that all of this, uh, you know, attempt to to tell us how drugs were were bad and scary uh, didn't seem to really work that well. If the 2000s are any judge of things, you know, I I wonder if this had any you know impact. I feel like it almost would have been more beneficial to how many shows are represented here, like eight, nine, how many, you know? I wonder if it would have been more powerful if all eight or nine or ten of these shows did a episode, you know, so not only one hour block on all the channels, but like the whole Saturday morning programming on every channel. You couldn't escape it. Wasn't that yeah, a, sure, sure. Wasn't that like a Full House episode? I didn't ever watch Full House. I didn't like it, but I remember there being something weird, like one of the kids having like speed or oh, something yeah. weird. It wasn't just like the kid smoked a cigarette, but it was like some really hard drug that they made the high schooler take. But yeah, this was this was a common plot. Say by the Bell did it. Well, Fresh Prince mm. of Bel Air did it. All those shows had drug episodes. Say by the Bell had Jesse, the really smart. She, I feel like she was like doing Adderall. Okay. And it has that famous scene where she's like backed up into a corner and she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so excited. Like singing the, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control or you can't mm-hmm, hide it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was singing that, but she was on drugs. And I feel like Zach Morris was like, come on, Jesse, snap out of it. I just looked up the Fresh Prince one and uh, the summary of the episode, Just Say Yo, <laughs> is. Will learns a sobering lesson after Carlton pops the wrong pills from Will's locker, mistaking amphetamines for vitamins, and winds up in the hospital. Do they always make the nerdy kid the one that takes the drugs? Yeah, I think that's how they get away with it, is like, oh, see, he's definitely going to have a bad reaction to it. We can at least save the nerds. (laughs) (laughs) And all the cool kids are like, my character didn't take the drugs, I'm good. Well, okay, to go back to the most important crossover in history... (laughs) <laughs> uh, cartoon all stars to the rescue. Uh, I, I have also learned that all of the um, the production houses that owned these characters allowed the characters to be used for free because of the public Whoa. service. So yeah, this wasn't just one group coming together. You know, one group letting all their characters be used. This was everybody saying, "Do it for free because I need I need Garfield needs to tell these kids what to put in their mouth." I bet that it was free in the sense that. It makes sense uh, business-wise, and you think, Ben, you're making no money. But think of it. Your character is being utilized for a positive message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it shows that your company is more you know, uh, forward-thinking and, and caring about children's well-being. So parents are like, you know what? Yeah, let's support Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They care about my kids. And then second, I bet that they finagled a huge tax write-off that year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you want to, you can go through this Twitter thread. He's added a bunch of clips. You don't have to watch them all because we'll be here for a long, long time. Some of them are <laughs> only 10 seconds long. Uh, but there's some good stuff in here. Uh, I'm I'm fond of uh, Bugs Bunny being pretty, pretty rude about drugs. You guys cruising for lung cancer or what? Mm-mm. We're getting high. You know, <coughs> grass, marijuana. Well, yeah, sure, I knew that. Want to hit? What's the matter? You scared? No, no. So, you still think it was your choice? Well, I didn't want him to think I was a wimp. Better a wimp than an all-day sucker. If everyone was jumping off a cliff, would you go too? Hmm, I guess you would, 
wouldn't you? Not very bright. Definitely not one of the world's foremost thinkers. It's so weird to see all these characters together. Yeah, it doesn't feel right at all because they shouldn't be feels in the same wrong. universe. It feels yeah. wrong. Completely agree with you. Because not only not only are they owned by different companies, but like the character like anatomy and rules of each character design is totally off. Totally. Like the Looney Tunes are anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals, but like with more human form, but then like the the ducktails they're more like classic. Winnie the Pooh is a stuffed animal. And then the Muppets, just like all over the place. That's crazy. That stuff does not happen today. No, not at all. I wonder if it's like kids are too far gone or if companies are like, nah, we're sick of playing nice. I just don't think that this has been a, a very productive use of anyone's time. And I think that everyone knows that at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what have we learned, everyone? That having the Smurfs say not to do drugs. This is not going to be the thing that makes it happen for you. All right, take me out of the 90s, please. I've been here too long. <laughs> well, okay. Um, you know, keeping with the nonsense of that ad, I'd like you to check out this YouTube video for a trailer for a video game called Fight Crab. Ooh. I love fighting, and I love crabs. So this is a game where... You play a crab with weapons, and you fight other crabs. When when you say you're a crab and you're fighting other crabs, we're not talking some fighting game where you're like a cute little cartoon crab. This no, no, no. You a... are a <laughs> an accurate. <laughs> yes. Completely accurate 3D rendering of a crab. With the same motions and movements. Same movements, same everything. Uh, underwater, it seems like almost always. And in those front claws that the crab does have, you got a knife, you got a, a little bat, you got maybe a freaking uh, broadsword. Why not? Or a mace. There's another, if you keep watching, there's a crab that has two rockets. Yeah. Much like the Star Wars pod racers. There's ninja stars. There's there's uh, revolvers. That was a lobster that had two revolvers in its hand. And I don't know if I've ever seen anything more dangerous in my life. That is incredible. I need to play Fight Crab. Where we is We both Fight need Crab? to play Fight Crab. Yeah. Fight so Crab I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it other than it has the best <laughs> game trailer I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I brought you Untitled Goose Game at some point um, uh, in BDYST history, which is where you play a goose. And it's it's not a 3D perfect rendering of a goose. It is a very cute cartoon goose. But the game is about being a goose and being annoying and like uh, tearing up stuff in somebody's garden. And this feels similar to me in the sense that, uh, yeah, it's kind of like I, I remember seeing a, a little like Vine video a long time ago of a crab that somebody had put like a little plastic knife in his claw. And he did look pretty intimidating with that thing, you know? Like, crabs are already kind of intimidating. That's too much to handle. Yeah. And this is the game that really lets you live that out in its fullness. And I, I didn't know that I needed it, but I would very much like it right now. So it was supposed to come out in 2018. Okay. But it's been delayed to 2019. Oh. Okay. But well, that's here. it's going to arrive on Switch. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. So, yeah, we can play. I wonder if they'll have online support, if that's the case. 
that would be awesome to fight each other. Yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta play. Would you go? Would you go crab or lobster? I mean, I think it's crab. I think that crab is the answer. It is called fight crab, so it makes me think that crab is the one that you want to be. I don't know. The lobster looked pretty exciting. He was shooting all over the place in this trailer with rockets, and mm. I don't know. But it's super weird, um, and uh, I would like to play it. <laughs> yeah, no, this needs to get played. Now, what I what I do appreciate about it is that um, you know this, these are these are characters that have exoskeletons. So, so many of these games, you know, we've gotten so bloody, so violent, so graphic, and the exoskeleton really does provide a nice, simple solution to that, which is no blood, just lots of bludgeoning. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's lots of flailing around in here going on, but it seems like everybody's having an okay time. Yeah, man, I'm not I'm not worried about their safety. This this could get rated freaking E for everyone, if I'm being honest. Oh, it probably will. Oh, that's so, great. I love this so yeah, much. I just I thought you would enjoy that. I know I did. And uh yeah. I want to take you down a journey with me. Will you go down a journey with me? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So here's a question for you. Have you ever heard the words Shinyan? No, not that I can recollect. Have you ever seen a poster or billboard or flyer for a weird but maybe intriguing looking dance performance called Shen Yun? I have not. Oh, well, you may be in the minority because I find myself seeing these posters for a thing called Shen Yun everywhere. And I saw them in Tampa. I definitely saw them in Tampa. Uh, I'll show you a poster. Please send me the link. Uh, well, it looks something like this. I have not seen this. Okay, well, here's here's what I have done. To Wait, you. this is in, you said, you said this is in Tampa as well? Yeah, yeah, it's in Tampa, it's in Tampa. What I have done now, I'm sorry to say, is I have cursed you. Because. <laughs> oh, no. Now that you've seen it, you will never unsee it. Because this is a touring performance that comes, I believe, once a year. They travel all over the country and they just keep performing. And. It is a, a virus that once you've noticed these posters, you'll see them everywhere. You'll see them in malls. You'll see them on street sides. You'll see them in restaurants. I don't know how they manage to advertise as much as they do, but oh, buddy, they advertise <laughs> all over the place. Wait, have and, you seen them? Have you seen them where you live? Oh, oh, yes. Well, not not in Reading, no. But I was just in LA in California. And and they were everywhere in L.A. And I drove through San Francisco, and they were everywhere in San Francisco. And these people, they know how to advertise. And they've been making these these dances for 2,000 years of civilization reborn. That's the tagline. For maybe 2,000 <laughs> years, because it's been, been happening for a long, long time. Wow. And they are um, something that Christine and I talk about a lot, because I went and saw it, Ben. Oh, because I was just going to say, maybe you need to see it to clear the cash <laughs> of your life, and so then you're not cursed. My in-laws, they went out and bought tickets for everybody, and we went and watched the performance. And it is the only performance in history that I have walked out of halfway through the, the show. I stood up during intermission, and I walked out, and I got in my car, and I drove away because I hated Wait, it. did you drive away with your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all left. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, Everybody everyone left. left. The whole the whole crew. Yeah. It was bad and boring. <laughs> and I've had this weird 
problem in my mind for years now, which is I saw this play, or or I should say performance. musical performance, and it was not good. Yet I see so many of these advertisements that we must have many, many people going and seeing this play, or I'm sorry, going and seeing this performance. Am I crazy or is it bad? And I just haven't had an answer to that for a long time. And now the New Yorker has answered it for me. Nice. They have written this article that I'd love to read to you. Please. Stepping into the uncanny, unsettling world of Shenyang. And this is a long, long article, so I won't read you the entire thing. But I recommend all listeners to go and read this because it is absolutely wonderful. And that thing that I was telling you about, about uh, there being so many advertisements, is very well described. Can I, can I read a little <laughs> bit of this to you? Please, please, please. Okay, so here's here's how uh, here's how this article begins. Just as it is impossible for me to articulate with any certainty the moment I entered adulthood or began to believe that human life on Earth would not last past the 22nd century, little dark, I cannot tell you when I first became aware of Shenyun. The most pervasive forms of local advertising often feel like this, like nursery rhymes or urban legends or something implanted in your most tender consciousness by a social version of natural law. When Texans hear the name Jim Adler, their souls reply with Texas Hammer. Michiganders know that God fills the sky under the Detroit airport with clouds and with billboards for Jamona Cruz. New Yorkers know that Salino and Barnes hotlines better than they know their social security numbers. And I, I will say, I feel like uh, people in Tampa know all about 1-800-ASK-ARY. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They know everything about Ask Gary. And, uh, you know, this that that's, that's I think what she's getting at here, right? Like, you know. These the, there are these ads that they just exist. You don't even think about them anymore because you see them so often that they're, they're just they're just in your head forever. And so she continues. And for many Americans who live in or around the, the ninety six cities where the Shenyun Performing Arts Troupe is set to perform this year, the word Shenyun conjure an indelible yet incomprehensible image: a flat, bright shade of lilac, a woman leaping in the sky with a fan shaped white skirt and billowing pink sleeves and the enigmatic phrase, 5,000 Years of Civilization Reborn. Shenyun has lived in the pink, fluffy insulation of my mind for a while now. Last year, the ads were yellow, like dehydrated urine, and they said, reviving 5,000 Years of Civilization. The year before that, the ads, Experience a Divine Culture, were green. The year before that, the Shenyun poster featured two women dancing, wearing birthday cake frosting colors, and for months I sat in the subway reading, but in no way processing the phrase, absolutely the number one show in the world. These posters were so uncanny and contentless that the easiest explanation for their existence was that my brain had simply glitched and invented Shenyun the way John Nash invented his roommate in A Beautiful Mind. And this is what I mean, is how come I'm telling you these posters are everywhere, but I just mentioned it to you and you've never even heard of it. It's like if I had said to you, hey, have you ever heard of Cirque du Soleil? And you said no. You've heard of Cirque du Soleil. Yes, absolutely. I've been to a show before. <laughs> right. So usually when something advertises a billion, billion times in 92 cities, that means that most people have seen it or will see it or at least, at least know about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no one even freaking knows about this thing. And I have asked lots of people if they've been to Shenyun, and the answer is always no. So that's my, you know, that that's my first little problem with this whole thing. I want to ask everyone I know now. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. 
Then over the holidays, she continues, I went home to Houston where my parents live. On Christmas Day, my dad told me that he had something special planned for the family. It's this show, he said. It's supposed to be spectacular. It's called Shen Yun. She got suckered just like me, Ben. What? I said. <laughs> Mike and Lily saw it, my dad said. They said it was beautiful. It's real? I said. What is it? Oh, my dad said. It's dancing. Beautiful dancing. Really fabulous traditional dancing. Like Cirque du Soleil? I asked, furiously Googling Shen Yun on my phone. Something that had never occurred to me to do before. Why look up a figment of your own imagination? I was seeing a lot of search results that involved the word cult. I clicked on one link and then closed it, realizing that I did not want to spoil what lay ahead of me, a free journey into the fantastic unknown. So here's a second red flag. Am I right? The fact that if you Google them, cult comes up. Never a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I love going to watch uh, musical performances uh, of my f local cult. If we typed in Cirque du Soleil and cult came up, I think we'd sell a lot less tickets to Cirque du Soleil. Absolutely, absolutely. Someone had the exact identical experience as me, where I saw the poster one billion times, never wanted to go see it. Somebody in my family decided to do it, and then we all went and had a bad time. That's kind of the end of that story, is that it was it was not good. So I don't know how this exists. Can you? Do you have any thoughts on how something like this can possibly exist in the world? I would say, if I had to put a you know like a, a bet, that it must be a company or a. I would say there's familial ties within this company mm -hmm. and people, you know, that have been generations and generations of performers and maybe even the management. And I bet their family and their empire is so vast that they must have a marketing department. But it costs a lot of money to rent out a freaking, you know, music hall. That ain't cheap. Then that leads to my next point, getting enough ticket sales that they're doing fine or they're backed by bigger money and they might even be, this is more conspiracy sounding, they might even be a laundering operation. Oh, I would love that so much. I would love that so much, Ben. That would make a wonderful movie if it's like it would. a family. Then they have like uh, uh, people in the family, family members that are, they want to be performers, but they're not that great. Mm. Oh, yeah, why don't you go to the Shin Young production? Yeah. And then behind the scenes, the patriarch, matriarch. Are laundering money. Ooh, that would make a great movie. In any case, I I just needed you to be infected with this virus that um, you know has overtaken me. You're gonna see these posters <laughs> everywhere, Ben. Don't this worry. This article, I, I almost wish this article was more um, com comedic and uh -huh. satirical. It was a little uh -huh. too serious in description, and now I'm scared. Yeah, you should, no, yeah, you should be. You I really feel like be. I watched the ring tape. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl is going to pop out and dance in my living room and charge me a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. That might happen. All right, give me a link. It's uh, actually a little apropos of you giving me a curse. Okay. Why don't you check this bad boy out? Guy spends $4,000 on a giant statue to give his entire town the middle finger. <laughs> oh, that is that is good. Very I like good. That. Very good. I that energy. This. Ooh. <laughs> We've all been treated unfairly by others and dreamed of getting revenge. You imagine the perfect comeback to splinter their soul and the perfect plot to punish them for mistreating you. Then they'll be sorry. Then they'll pay. They'll all pay. <laughs> I appreciate that the article literally says, wah ha 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 That's very good. You don't see that in articles enough. That's Yeah, that's not me, you know, getting my own uh, flair on this article. This is in the article. Wah-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> but let me continue. But you don't actually do any of it, and you move on with your life. Well, one man 
in Westford, Vermont, decided to retaliate against his enemies in the most hilarious way. Ten years ago, Ted Pelkey, which that seems like he should live in Tonawanda, just mm-hmm. his name is so interesting. Ted Pelkey wanted to build an 8,000 square foot garage so he can move his truck repair and monofilament recycling businesses into his own property, rather than working in the nearby town of Swanton. Doesn't sound like a big deal, right, Drew? Seems pretty chill, yep. But unfortunately, the Westford Select Board and Development Review Board blocked him from getting a permit. Those dirty boards. Been there. The battle continued for a decade as town leaders kept saying no over and over and over. It's not clear why authorities kept denying Pelkey's request, but finally he couldn't take it anymore. The disgruntled 54-year-old, that's another thing. He's 54, and he did this like, mm, like what a class act. Mm -hmm. The disgruntled 54-year-old decided to show town officials exactly what he thought of them by commissioning a giant statue of a middle finger. Wow. (laughs) The monument was constructed out of 700-pound block pine, sit atop a 16-foot pole, and cost $4,000. That's a lot of money to flip someone the finger, but the gesture is priceless. Oh, and here's the icing on the cake. Pelkey put up two floodlights so the statue's visible all day and all night. Wow. Uh, Pelkey says, I've been put through the ringer by these people, and it's just not right. I haven't been treated fairly at all. I was sitting at a bar and said to my wife, hey, I want to get a statue made of a middle finger, and I'm going to put her on top of the line. Pelkey thought town officials would force him to take it down, but unfortunately they cannot. Westford banned billboards, but since the giant middle finger statue is not advertising a business, it falls under the category of public art and is therefore protected by free speech. Pelkey's reaction to that news, most wonderful thing I've ever been told in my life. So uh, people in the town obviously want it to be taken down, and they're, they're mad at it. But, dude, props to this old man. For sticking it to the town. It looks almost like I, I, I look at it and I think, oh, is that for a church? Because it's like a big <laughs> hand with these big floodlights underneath it. And then you realize, well, it certainly can't be for a church because it's literally the middle finger. But, you know, if if we had extended the index finger instead of the middle finger, I would think, oh, this must be some crazy art piece that a church has made, you know, to show of their relationship with the heavens, you know? It, like, looks <laughs> legit. Yeah. It's not just like he made this thing and, like, stuck it in his lawn. This is clearly a guy that had set some money aside to make that garage, and he just decided to to put that money <laughs> into a whole different project. <laughs> I feel like this was a better spend of the money. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But, uh, yeah, man, that is a, that's a bold move. And and he, he put his money where his mouth is because it's not like – some chintzy little, you know, sculpture. It looks pretty accurate to a hand. There's oh, no yeah. confusing that that is a middle finger. <laughs> okay. We would be remiss to take a hiatus from BDYST and come back without talking about the state of uh, something very important to us. That <laughs> oh, was... no. <laughs> <laughs> how, that could, was, how did it uh, slip my mind? Yeah, that was becoming a big part of the show. And honestly, I feel like it may have been the show's undoing that, you know, it, it felt we, we had mentioned this, that it sort of felt like we were bringing something into the world. Like <laughs> our our forces, this 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 self-talk was sort of as the secret was to making you richer, whatever the secret does. I never read the secret, so I'm not exactly sure. BDYST was to uh, feature length films that star incredibly 
hairy <laughs> and maybe far too anatomically correct characters from our childhoods. Yep. And uh, you know, we 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 took this hiatus right as more and more news was leaking about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> And oh, uh, as more and more trailers were coming out for the new Pokemon movie. Which looks good, by the way. Yeah, there's been some other stuff that's come through that uh, I'm not as connected to, but has seemed to make just as big of a splash. Uh, uh, a live-action Dora the Explorer movie Oof. seems to be freaking people out because uh, the monkey boots is played by Danny Trejo, <laughs> which doesn't really make any sense. And I don't know what that's going to look like in the full full film. But uh, this is, this is a, a strange time. That we're living in. So, you know, I don't know exactly where everything was last time that we chatted, but how are you feeling about um, all these these movies at this time? So I'm going to start with the positive. Cause I, like okay. to end, I like to end on a low note, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> so Pokemon. We were uh-huh. very critical of that movie, I feel like. But I'm here to back up my comments, to walk uh-huh. those back. The trailers, the, uh, two or three trailers have come out. They look fantastic, and not going to lie, I'm really excited to see Detective Pikachu. I thought going with the Detective series as the first Pokemon movie was the wrong move. I stand corrected. I think this is perfect. People are not you know, holding it to a certain standard of, oh, they're my childhood. Oh, Pokemon version red and blue. It's a you know, standalone story that not a lot of people know, so less criticism on their end. And... You know what? You kind of need, I think, a talking Pokemon to start it off with, to bridge mm-hmm. the gap between the Pokemon world and the human world. Um, and it's like a mystery, det- uh, detective mystery type story. And and I don't know if you saw, but the uh, one of the more recent trailers showed Mewtwo. He shows up. So they're getting like all the good bits of what could possibly be a Pokemon uh, adaptation of like the first two games movie. And but then like it's covered in this new format i don't know i'm really excited and i was wrong there i said it i was wrong yeah it looks dope i think it's pretty cool i wasn't i don't think i was critical critical i just found ryan reynolds to be a very strange choice as pikachu but it's not pikachu it's you know this character and i'm sure we'll understand more and it makes all all kinds of sense in the the movie or whatever it doesn't even matter it just looks kind of fun so yeah that one's shaping up to be a pretty good movie I'm excited. Now, Sonic. Sonic is a whole other story. So, so let's let's start with the the leaks of his <laughs> his uh, visual appearance. Well, so, let, let's let's actually let me let me say first that um, the po- Pokemon right po- this this Detective Pikachu movie has been following the most standard possible way of revealing more and more information about a, a new a new feature film. They started talking about that they were that it was in development. They started talking about who was in the movie. Then they released a teaser trailer and then more trailers and then images from the movie and so so far and so forth. And super done. You know, super normally done. Wham bam. That's how you release a movie. Sonic has <laughs> done it almost as if they've known from the beginning that anything they would release could horrify the general public. And it's almost like they have attempted to sweep it under the rug as much as possible. Yes, <laughs> Because yes. I don't know when the movie's coming out, but it's not that far away. It's and there's still year. not like a trailer. 
So I think so, I think a trailer is coming soon because they yeah. just had a CinemaCon and yeah. they released some footage there. And so the first I, thing that they did ugh. was they released a um, a silhouette of the character. So yep. they yep. knew that the power of the image was so so potent that we couldn't even look at it head on, as Moses couldn't look at God. The general public can't look at this this creature that they've made. And so they had to give it to us as a silhouette. And then they have not released anything since then, right? That's the only thing they've released. No, it's it's all been like leaks. <laughs> so three months have gone by without them actually releasing anything. But we've seen little bits and pieces of it because of the internet. And to me, I'm like, is this your strategy? Is you don't want, you're, are you trying to like get the world to be okay with it by like leaking it, waiting long enough that everyone's just made peace with their God and then like <laughs> releasing the fullness of it? Like, you know yeah. what's happening? It's so strange because it, it, I, I think that I remember that in December they posted some, you know, tweet or something that basically said like, more coming soon, and it's been four months, and nothing's yeah, come Yeah, more out. is not that's coming not soon. possible that that's how they actually intended to do it. And you did just send me this picture that is very scary. That is what so, Sonic the Hedgehog is apparently going to look like. So they released, or they leaked, um, promotional materials. And, you know, they always take liberties, and the, the marketing companies, they sometimes mock it up a little bit different. Those uh those leaks looked terrifying. Mm-hmm. I thought garbage. These are not good. But mm-hmm. I got to say this leak looks like it's more pulled from the live action from the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And this is a unpopular opinion. I like this design. I'm cool with it. It's a more hedgehoggy looking, extremely furry slash spiky Sonic the Hedgehog. And instead of having uh gloves and you know, that type of thing. He's just got furry paws. Still got the sneakers. They are Nike. Yep. Very important. Uh, not soaps like in Sonic Adventure, which, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciated they, that that was a thing. Um, but, I mean, is it is it horrible, horrible, horrible? No. Is it good? No. It's not good. No, and, I think it's good. I'm, I'm cool mm. with it. So, again, like I mentioned, they uh, had the uh, CinemaCon convention, and uh, there was footage released there. And I've read a bunch of articles detailing that footage. So I was already not excited. They announced a couple things. They announced Jim Carrey being part of it. And I was like, ooh, sweet. That'd be awesome. Um, James Marston was added to the cast. Uh, Okay, I don't care about him, but whatever. They said um, Ben Schwartz is the voice of him. I was, you know, I didn't like it, but whatever. I can live with it. And then they, you know, leaks and leaks and leaks. So this footage described what was occurring, and apparently Sonic in this movie is going to be that of, like, a child? He's not going to be the classic young adult teen-minded Sonic. He's going to be, like, a full-on child and act accordingly, and he's going to be really impulsive and just, you know, crazy and bombastic and... And running all over the place. And apparently he's like way smaller. I don't know if that's true. Also, they're saying that Jim Carrey was not bald in the preview. And he was not doing a character voice. He was Jim Carrey with a mustache in a black trench coat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which, 
right, like you have a crazy character actor like Jim Carrey. Why are you not, you know, throw the effects on, throw the makeup, make him look crazy. Um, yeah, just everything about the trailer footage that what they described only added to my fear of like, oh, garbage. This is going to be a bad movie. <laughs> this is going to be this is what I thought P- uh, Detective Pikachu could have been, uh, you know, but it turned out to be all right. Yeah, this one is again, we'll see it and and we'll we'll discuss when the trailer comes out. But I have very little hope for this movie. So, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say here. This is it's just <laughs> wild. It, so they, I didn't actually was I was unaware of this that they just played footage. So we can't see it because they like you know played yep. it somewhere where you, you couldn't have phones. I'm taking it or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And they showed Sonic and they showed Robotnik. Yep. And. Now the world waits in anticipation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to and see it uh, also, also interesting. I think I remember them saying that Sonic uh, expressed, "I'm here to save your planet." Ooh. So he might be like an alien. What they tried to do with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie okay. uh, a while ago. So that's lame. And I and I do see that. I'm I'm looking up some information right now, and it says. Uh, that the trailer includes Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise as a musical cue. <laughs> they did say that. They did say that. <laughs> so it's, that's, I mean, that tells me everything I need to know about this movie, I think. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Well, I mean, y- you know where to come for this news and for this conversation. We'll keep you updated. I've been keeping Absolutely. my finger on the pulse of Sonic the Hedgehog news. There was a entire uh, panel that, like, the actual Sonic team did. Uh, like a while ago at a, you know, major convention. And th- it was an hour and a half long, and they wow. said not a word about this movie. So Wait, I'm what? pretty sure that Sega is not a fan of whatever is happening. Wow. <laughs> wow, like not one thing, like, hey, we can't talk about it because it's still in development, nothing like no. that. No, they just acted like it didn't exist. Funded by McDonald's Corporation, its licensees, and Ronald McDonald Children's Charities.